When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast, an iHeartRadio and Dan Patrick Podcast Network production. I'm Joey Santos. And I'm Alan Nevins, and this week we are talking to rising YouTube star Adam Newell. His hit show, Up and Adam Live, brings you weekly breakdowns of everything going on in pop culture. And to think I knew him when. Yes, we knew him when. Mm-hmm. Way back when. Way back Not when. Not that way back, though. Well, for me, I've known Adam for quite a while. Oh, have you? Mm-hmm. Anyway, his I show... I tried to buy a piece of property from him. Oh, did you? That's how far back. <laughs> yes. Oh, I think I remember that, yes. Yeah, when they were doing some real estate. Yes, they both got their real estate licenses. Yeah. Yes, they did. Well, um, his show continues to grow... And he's got almost 65,000 subscribers and 11 million views. He's actually the perfect person to talk about our theme this week, which is Pop Culture Review 2021 edition. All right. Well, let's grab our drink and dive in. Okay. Have you stopped laughing? We're funnier off mic than we are on mic. You know, we say all those inappropriate things, which we're not allowed to say on on the mic, but they are funny. But our ratings, as you said. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, OK, we I'm got, just going to so say So we it. got canceled, except <laughs> in which states? Except for Florida, Alabama, <laughs> Kentucky and Texas. Yeah, our ratings shot up. Shot to the sky. No, you, you know, the killer is, is that. What is appropriate? Is it appropriate to be honest? Is it appropriate to be... Listen, what, I'll tell you what's not appropriate. What's not appropriate... What, what's not appropriate is to hate someone, is to uh, bully someone, is to, is to do things that make people feel less than who they really are. But it is appropriate to laugh with someone about the things that we have in common and the things that we find you know, fun. Right. And that's what we've lost. And everybody, it's just, it's like a double meaning. If I say to you, wow, Alan, you look great in that shirt. You, that, you look really sexy in that shirt. Why, thank you. Somebody will misinterpret that. Joey, that's inappropriate. You're coming on to Alan. I've known Alan 35 years. Now I'm coming on. I'm waiting now. <laughs> your pecs are, are, are near your belly. Now I'm going to hit on you. I could have hit on you when you when they were where they should have been. <laughs> I mean, who comes up with this crap? It's somebody else's opinion. That goes opinion. two ways, I might add. Oh, well, please. But but you know what I'm saying? But remember all those great comedy shows you'd go to? It didn't matter who it was, Whoopi Goldberg and Kevin Hart and, you know, uh, oh, God, who is that really foul-mouthed woman? She got thin. She was funny when she was heavy. Now she's thin. She, God, she had that. Roseanne? No. <laughs> I thought the bitch was white. I thought the bitch was white. No, <laughs> no, she disappeared off the earth. Well, that was from the last. She's picking yeah. nuts in Hawaii, or uh, she poor doing? thing. She's got her billion dollars. 
Um, no, no, no. You we know she was blonde and she was always talking about that she had a black boyfriend. Oh, Lisa Lampley. Lisa Lamp. Um, uh, Lisa Lamp Chops. Lampanelli. Oh, yeah, Lampanelli. I loved her. Where is she? But today, everybody, everything that comes out of her mouth would be considered inappropriate. But that's well, what you're I mean, laughing they, they at. They thought everything that went into her mouth was inappropriate. She was <laughs> dating a black guy. I mean, people even said <laughs> shit about that. You know, there's know. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? People were being all kinds of cuckoo with stuff. You can't even live a life. But that's a comedian. If you can't talk as a comedian, oh, what are you going to do? You know, Joan checked out whether she wanted to or not. It was by mistake, but she checked out at the right, right, time. The right time. Because now, although we need her more than ever, she would maybe slap this country back into shape. Oh, take the vaccine, you moron. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus. No, I mean, what was good about them is they made fun of everybody. They made fun with... With people. And, and and the group that she was making fun of was laughing. Correct. Because stereotypes come from a place. Yes, of course, nobody is all of those things. But it's a stereotype people recognize. And that's what is funny. Listen, if I got upset every time there was a gay joke or, or every time somebody wore a, a pink shirt... Well, it's or, appropriate now. Men wear pink shirts all the time now. Okay, when you and I were growing up, you didn't dare wear a pink shirt. Speak for yourself. Well, yeah, I'm sure you wore a lot of pink I shirts. I look great in pink. I didn't mm -hmm. wear a pink boa like you did. <laughs> <laughs> Drive a pink Cadillac because you were selling Mary Kay door to door back in the 80s. <laughs> okay, you were good at it. You got a caddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Adam. We've totally, we've uh, sorry, totally diverted Anyway, here. we went off into the old queen's... Oops, can uh, I say that? No. Oh, Lord. Well, no. I was talking about No, because it's ageist and it's and sexist. And it's uh, royalty. <laughs> and, you know, we're not happy with London and right it's now. And it's England. royalist. We're not happy with the UK. I'm a royalist. I'm a royalist pain in the ass. Um, by the way, maybe they can tell, but we're two drinks in already on our cocktail of the week. I'm oh, you're three. Um, I'm three. Why don't you tell everybody what our drink is today that we are enjoying immensely? Okay, this is called something called, um, what's that shit from Texas called? Prejudice? <laughs> <laughs> Unvaccinated? Oh, they're with that audience. Uh, it's called. <laughs> no, what, what's that? The vodka from Oil. Texas. <laughs> No, uh, Twiddles or what's it called? The I, vodka, the vodka I have from no Texas. idea. The, the one that everybody drinks in Texas. That's a new thing. Everybody drinks it. I have no clue. Yeah, well, read the label on your bottle. What's it called? Tito's. That's it. Well, it's right here in front of you. Oh, well, see, that's how many I had. <laughs> I thought it said such it. That's from Texas. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's from Texas. Anyway, oh. we had. We, oh, we're yeah. drinking Austin, it on the rocks. Texas. We're drinking it on the rocks. And let me tell you, if you could see how big my drink is. I'm not. I've got mine. Mine's a you mule. Can see That's how where started big all this. Alan's drink is very small, but it's <laughs> filled to the very top. All right. But it has lots of ice in it. But anyway, yeah, I have three drinks right now, and I'm feeling pretty good, as you can tell. All right, so we're doing pop culture with Adam today, right? Should we yeah, talk we about a little pop culture before we get to him? Because I think you Grandpa. and I, since we've done this, we've been on a little break, thankfully. We've had a little time away. Yeah, well, um, I was in New York. And I went to Mammoth. You did. And then I'm busy working and you're busy working. So, um, but I've caught up on some television and some books and all sorts of things. But I know what we can talk about one thing, because I know you loved it, and that's the Lotus Hotel. 
I did. I mean, I don't know if love is – I really enjoyed it, you know, because I, I thought that they took, uh, you know, what you see on television mm-hmm. – uh, and they took it to uh, a, a place that you wouldn't expect. Right. You know what I mean? They went yeah. a little bit of They went further. Yeah, they went. Well, you know what's interesting? That was written by Mike White. Okay. And Mike White's father is one of my clients, interestingly enough, Mel White. And Mel White, who we have not talked to on this show, but Mel White, back in the day, way back in the day, he was the ghostwriter for um, uh, Pat Robertson and that group of evangelists, those very conservative guys, and he wrote their books. And he was married and had kids, obviously. He had Mike. And, uh, and then he one day tried to commit suicide on the freeway at high speed because he realized no matter what he did and how many times he went and prayed to God that it was not going to change the thoughts he was having in his head about being gay. And so uh, he was very, you know, entrenched in that milieu and those people and that religion. And he's a very religious person. Mm -hmm. And so he just thought this was the end. And it's not unlike our conversation we had with Dog the Bounty Hunter, actually. Correct. And uh, he finally had to come to terms with, and I think if I remember, it's been a lot of years for me now, but if I remember he went to those deprogramming things and he did electroshock therapy, he did it all to try to change. And he finally realized that this was not going to change him and that God must have made him this way. And he denounced all of those beliefs. He went on with his life as a gay man. He divorced his wife. They have a, had a great relationship. Uh, she realized this is something he needed to do. It was not a cantankerous separation and, you know, upsetting as it would be for anybody. But and then he went on and he wrote this book called Stranger at the Gate. It's a, it's a terrific book for someone who wants to read about that journey or is very spiritual or religious and doesn't quite understand that world, you know, how to navigate their child maybe coming out or something, mm-hmm. read his book. It would be very helpful because this is not a man who flippantly said, oh, I'm gay now. He, he struggled with this for many, many years, and it was very painful for him. But his son is Mike, who created the Lotus Hotel. Interesting. And he's a creative guy, and he's, he's written other things as well. And, and you know, Mike's a, a, a bright guy. And, but, and I loved it. I went to it. I first, the first episode, I thought, okay, what is this about? You know, you're kind of getting into it. Going, White what is Lotus this? Hotel. White Lotus. I thought it was the... White Lotus. L- the White Lotus. Lotus Hotel. White Lotus. Whatever. Whatever. It. It's Google one it. of those things. It's Google something it. with a white, a lotus, and a hotel. Yeah, White Lotus. <laughs> it's, it's, it takes place in Hawaii. Yeah. But um, and I and I watched it and I couldn't wait to get to the last episode. I had to know, you know, what was happening and who who was in the casket in the beginning. I had to know all of this. But I have to say, I was super disappointed with the last episode. Well, you didn't agree with who was in the casket. <laughs> no, it had nothing to do with the agree. Yeah, of course, well, I don't want to give it away for people who haven't said it. <laughs> no, don't say but, it. But um, don't say it. No, it had nothing to do with that. I thought a lot of things left unanswered. Well, that's why they have another season, season two. But 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 my understanding is that season two will have a new, whole new cast. Well, it has to. You can't beat the same people in the right. Hotel. So how are you going to answer the first year's cast with a new cast? I just felt they didn't wrap up a lot of endings well, I think, I think they satisfactorily did. for me. For you, well, for me, I don't need. 
you know, I think I can just imagine that they go off, this couple goes off and be and is happy ever after. Or the guy with the, you know, the hacking cough dies on the plane. Or, you know, some other things. Yeah, but don't you think it's weird that she's now falling in love with this guy and has no has no wonder why, why he's coughing his head off every t- no, two but minutes? Did, did you, but see, okay, audience, <laughs> I'm going to give you a little insight on Alan. Alan is a brilliant, brilliant person in every way. He's smart. He's He's got, you know, he has his shit together in every simple way. Oh, no, every please, no, way. don't. <laughs> Except... When watching television or a movie, he I will get awake. through. Oh, he will get through the credits fine. <laughs> 10, 15 minutes in, fantastic. Then he's out like a light. I Believe mean, a me, light, I was awake through the whole light. And then, series. And then he'll he'll wake up halfway. Uh, you know, again through another scene. Oh, I was. I, I saw every. I heard everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he comes back. At the credits. Oh, my God. That was so good. But he okay. missed 48 minutes of a 52-minute program. Okay. That's not the case here. We watched the whole series because I really um, liked it. Mm-hmm. And I liked mm-hmm. it. I just was disappointed with the last episode. The girls suddenly well, are just— Because it was—you it's, it's, you have to watch— I like answers. I like answers. You know what? Have a cup of coffee, watch it in the morning, and rewind the shit. I watched the whole thing. This is not the problem. But you watch it with the computer and you're arguing, what do you mean I have 28,000 emails? (laughs) (laughs) You have to focus, Alan. We were focused. That had nothing to do with it. Didn't you wonder? Didn't you wonder why he? Didn't you think it's weird she's going to fall in love with this guy who's hacking blood up all over her face? No, because she said, "Don't you understand? She was a ding dong from the beginning. (laughs) She was a ding bat. She couldn't even decide where to throw her mother's ashes." You know, she had problems, and she said, "I get attached to people very quickly for no reason." And then she says, I let my money rule my own. Right, I got all that. You know, okay. So then the guy walks in. He gave her a good bang, which he hasn't had in eight months or longer. And all of a sudden, of course, that was the second coming, no pun intended. So she said, okay, let's go off to Colorado. Let's travel and let's be together. Right, but it did come up. She asked him And he about said, it. life is short. Let's go do it. And she says, you know, you're right. Well, so she figured, okay, it's better a piece of ass than no gas. I didn't love the last episode. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion, damn it, and I'm okay, sticking to well, it. Then you know now, but I'm I will saying. tell you what we saw last night. Well, we went. Oh, you went to the movie. We went to I pick, not just the movies. Well, who picked it? <laughs> I picked it. <laughs> okay. Actually, Will picked, he picked it. But for those of you who don't know, you know, it's one of these great theaters that only has sixty seats, and they lounge back and they give you the. They give you the blanket, and they, your feet are up, and it's really comfortable. And isn't it funny? I get into that chair. I'm so comfortable with my blanket. They have the table in front of you, and they bring you the drinks, and you're going to order food and the whole bit. And I'm wide awake through the whole Yeah, because thing. they have a little tray on the table in front of you, and they give you a, like a line of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I know those are the those are the good old days. Oh, some good movies. No, but back we then. saw what is that movie called? I think it's Free 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 Guy. It's called Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, and it was a blast. Oh, that's Greg Berlanti. Yeah, Greg Berlanti. It's a really really Brilliant good movie. It was so entertaining. It was just purely entertainment, but so creative, so different than what you've seen, right? I thought it was really, really fun. We had the so best I'll time. Go see it. Yeah, you should and see it. And I can it. tell you what it was about. 
That's a great idea. I think in this case, I'll be telling you what it was about. You'll oh, be really? going, I don't get it, the computer and the thing. You'll be going, I don't get it. You know you and electronics. Okay, you'll, be, well, you'll be lost from moment oh, one. Oh, do I have to plug something in? No, but you'll have to understand a computer. I, I understand a computer. I just don't have time to go sticking things in, 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 in the wall and, and turning <laughs> things around or whatever you do. Whatever. Just don't listen to him. My point, exactly. <laughs> okay. Moving on. You know what? I, I'm drinking quite a bit here. and I, I, <laughs> Even I'm beginning to feel tipsy, and I'm admitting it. Usually I well, just say, Look at you you're already through your about? third drink. Huh? You're already through your third drink. I know. Well, you know what? I had that kind of a day today. It was very relaxing. So I figured if you have a relaxing day, why, why not continue it on? Oh, all right. No, I don't drink when I'm stressed. <sighs> So, I think we've talked enough at each have other, we? don't you? Have yeah, we? it's time to shut up and have another See, drink. You know, I'm going to just give you a little <laughs> clue again. We don't have a producer tonight because she is in London. She's decided to take a little trip to London. She's, our producer. She's packed her bags with she's all packed, her frocks. She's packed all her frocks. <laughs> she's packed all her summer frocks and went off to London. So, Alan and I are left to our own devices. And aren't we a lot funnier? <laughs> Because she's not looking at me like you she's not giving us. You can't say that she's giving us that scowl. That. That's racist. She's an amazing producer and a wonderful person, but she gives us that eye because every time we're about to say something that could be perceived as something it's not, she's already kicking me under the table. So, wait till Lauren, have edit. a wonderful vacation. Wait till they edit this. I know. <laughs> I may have to edit we'll see how much we can fight. For. <laughs> okay. Well, it was really nice knowing you. Thank you for tuning in for you know twelve when, minutes. So. When you listen to this, just think of the stuff. You didn't get to hear. <laughs> so that, that'll keep you tuned in. Anyway, when we come back, we have Adam Newell. We're back. And joining the conversation today, we have Adam Newell. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Well, we haven't seen you in a while. It's been a hot minute. Well, Joey has. Yeah, I got to see Joey in, in Florida, which was nice. And it's always a great time. But Alan, it's not the same without you or Philip. I feel like you guys always do everything together, so we missed you. Yeah, that was a great little trip. That Palm Beach, you know, that hotel we were at, the Ben. Do you remember that rain that hit? We were gonna, we were waiting for our table for dinner. We're up on the roof, having cocktails, and that rain came down like I haven't seen thunder and lightning and rain like that in forever. Wasn't that cool? It's definitely different. You know, I think being born and raised in Florida, it's interesting to me because I love the rain. And in California, it's like the whole world stops when it rains. Like nobody's on the road, nobody, everybody runs inside. And here it's like everybody goes out and plays in it. But yeah, it was intense. And I love yeah, it. I love the rain too. I wish it would rain here more I feel often. like it's calming. Yeah, yeah, I like too. it. Yeah, it is. It's romantic. It's a lot of things. But if it rains here, forget it. I mean, the, the car accidents... <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> Houses well, are sliding but, off the hill. It's well, by a disaster. the way, without the rain, they're bad drivers here. It's everybody in the planet who never could drive has now come to California and given a car. I was one of those guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were? I'm the worst driver ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs> How did you two meet, you and Joey? We met through through Jason, didn't we? Yeah, we met through Jason. Um, actually, it was when Jason and I flew from New York. Um, we came to Los Angeles and we got engaged. That's when I met you. Was right. Yes, it was when we got engaged, and um, you had Janice at your house, and you had a whole bunch of people there. And Janice Dickinson. You, yeah, we had a party. You had a party, and per usual, per usual, you were cooking and you were busy in and out of the kitchen. And I just thought you like your whole friend group. It's such a 
colorful, interesting. Everybody is so different. And with these like big personalities, it was interesting to me. I said to Jason, I was like, where the hell did you bring me? Right, but I love those. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's the art of a good dinner party, being able to invite people from all walks of life and then have them successfully blend. And the one thing that I'm blessed with is that every time people come away with a new friend, so not only do they have a new experience, but they make a friend. So I'm very proud of my ability to put people together. No, I agree with that. And then I think I said this to you last time. You're for how long you've been friends with Alan and Philip, and then even your friends that you um, brought to the bin with you when we just recently met up in Palm Beach. All of your friendships have lasted so long, which is kind of like a, a tribute to you, I guess, because that's I mean, I can keep my friends for probably five years and then I'm like, OK, we're done. I'm moving on. <laughs> you recycle them like those uh, Coke bottles or whatever they are. Yeah, I've gotten down the reason and season. I just haven't gotten down the lifetime part. That's the right, part I'm missing. Right. Well, you'll get there. Yeah. Mitch. You'll get there. I have a few years on you, so it takes a little while to cultivate. Okay. But, you know, consistency is the key. So you, you got to show up as you are and keep showing up as you are. And then eventually, you know, the ones that love you will stay. The ones that don't will fade away. And that's fine because then you then you have a real solid connection and a, and a friend group. So that's my advice for you. I like that. But, you know, I feel like since I've been around you and Alan a few times, you guys have the ability to kind of cut the sh Like if somebody's giving you BS, you just cut it right there and stop them in their tracks. And I feel like I haven't mastered that yet. I just kind of tune out and I walk away and I'm like, I'm done with this conversation. And you guys are like, no, 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 no. This is what it is. It wasn't like this. And I'm like, oh, maybe I need you to get will, on that level. You will in a few years. In a few years, you'll get that place. You get to a place where you're like, I don't have time for this. I just don't have yeah, time for this Yeah, but we have a crap. keen sense of smell. <laughs> yes, so that's true. I can smell bullshit before I step in it. You know, you have to be able to, to see people for who they are. Exactly. <laughs> and if, if it doesn't smell right, it, it's not right. So why wait? I agree with that. You I know? like that. So for people who don't know, Adam has a YouTube channel, a very successful YouTube channel. And he started a show called Up and Adam. And you're very passionate about it. It's doing really well. And what we want to know is why you decided to start a YouTube channel and not a podcast as we did. And, you know, sort of the hardships and what are some of your favorite episodes? So funny enough, I started my, it was kind of the silver lining for me during the pandemic. I started my YouTube channel because I went to school for broadcast journalism. Um, and when I did, when I moved to Los Angeles, I had an internship at E! Entertainment. And then I ended up leaving that internship because I got a job at Sir, and they were filming this reality show. And then I started, Oh yeah, I started, you know, doing the, the restaurant, that, Sir, the restaurant, Sir. Yeah. So that's owned by Lisa, uh, Lisa Van Vanderpump. Lisa Vanderpump. Right. Yeah. So when that all happened, I was working 30, 40 hours a week in a free internship. And I was like, what am I doing? Because I, I was doing that. And then I was working at a place on Sunset, which I believe closed down called Malibu Fish Grill, and then working at Sir. And I'm like, I can't juggle my time like this. So I dropped the internship and thought, hey, maybe I'll be on a reality show. At 20 years old, I was I had a very different mindset on what I thought was important, I guess. But so I put it off to the side and then Later down the road, I met Jason, my fiance. And um, when the pandemic came back around, I was still working for Lisa in some capacity at a different restaurant. 
going in and out of different things, different ideas. And I was like, what am I going to do? Well, one day I was on the couch and I'm watching Housewives. Joey knows this. Like when you get into the episodes, you watch the next episode, it just comes and you keep watching. And Jason came- It's like an avalanche. It's like an avalanche. And Jason came out one day and he was like, stop watching women on TV screaming (laughs) at each other. I can't do this shit anymore. Like I can't- Oh, see, that's- Jason and I have the same opinion and you and Joey get along. Yeah, no. Joey loves them. I can't stand them. See, and Jason's the same way. Jason's like, I can't keep listening to these women screaming at each other. If you're going to do something, like make it a job, do something with your life or just stop watching this. And I was like, do it for a job. And then I thought about YouTube. And then it was this kind of cockamamie idea. And I started reaching out to different housewives on social media, asking if I can do an interview with them, not having any credits or anything. And they started agreeing. So they said, send me an email. Sure, I would love to do it. And I gathered 10 different um, celebrity interviews, Bravo Liberty interview, whatever you want to call them. They're called so many different things. Interviews from the talent of Bravo. And I started my channel with that. And from there, I started working on collaborations. And that's how I got my numbers high. But it became sort of this passion project that really became a job that I've never made. I've never done as financially well with anything that I love as I do with YouTube and things just keep getting better. So I'm very thankful for it. Um, and from, for, from here, who knows where it's going to go? You know, I, now my channel is being featured on different sites and different talk shows like Wendy Williams and other places. But you asked why I did YouTube instead of a podcast. I don't like my voice. So if I can look at you and I can, you know, talk and we can be on video, I really enjoy that. But if it's just my voice, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to put people to sleep. So I was like, <laughs> I can't do a podcast. Voice. Yeah, nobody likes their voice. Remember with the, the days of the answering machine? It's like, is that what I sound like? Yeah. Is that my outgoing message? I used oh, to yeah. re-record Terrible. those like 30 times before. Uh-huh. Yeah, you or and ha- me both. Or ask somebody else to do. do it for you. <laughs> Would you record my outgoing message, please? Yes. <laughs> Uh, but I hear one of your episodes made it into a court case recently. Yeah. We're curious to hear about that. <laughs> Something about Erica Girardi. Are you allowed to tell us what's happening there? Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, so my heart sank into my ass when that happened. Um, I do. One of my favorite collabs is with Emily D. Baker. Um, she used to be a prosecutor in Los Angeles. And then when the pandemic hit, she moved to Tennessee. Her husband's a very successful doctor. So she started doing legal um, commentating on YouTube. And now she's super successful on YouTube. But I was going out to happy hour with Jason, of course, (laughs) and I get a call and it's Emily and she never calls me. She always sends me a text and she's like, hey, I just want to let you know that you were brought into the Erica Girardi um, court case. And I said, what does that mean? And then she's like, well, it means that they mentioned your video today because you did an interview with the attorney, Ronald Richards, who is going through all of their financial documents in order to see where the 50 to 80 million dollars in cash, where did they put it? And I did an interview with him asking him questions. And I would assume if he's an attorney who's a part of the case that he would know what he could or could not answer. I could not say. Yeah, that's what I would assume. And I asked right. her, I was like- Especially they... if he's an attorney. Yeah. And I asked her, I said, are they going to take my channel down? And she, she said, no, absolutely not. She said, I'm sending you the documents. You need to frame this. This is hilarious. And I didn't think it was funny at the time, but that's what happened. And now as things continue to happen, I've built this sort of- relationship with Ronald Richards, where when things are starting to come out, as soon as they come out the day of, then I reach out to him and he comes on my channel and he talks about 
everything that's happening within the court cases, which I'm so shocked that that's even a thing, especially because he was brought on by the trustees in order to find out where all of the assets are. And if anything's been moved around, I can't even believe that he's allowed to talk about this stuff, but he does. What is that court case quickly? What 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 they're chasing, they've hidden money, they stole money, what did they do? So Erica was married to a very high profile attorney named Tom Girardi. Tom Girardi was accused of embezzling funds. Now there are so many victims from plane crashes, earthquake, victims, burn victims, victims that he's won these huge settlements for. And he was- They never got the money. They never got the money. And he had the money and he was telling them, listen, we haven't been paid out yet. But in the meantime, he was paying off old cases that needed to be paid off. And then allegedly buying jewelry and art and putting the money in different places. And then finally it all caught up with him. Apparently the state bar had anywhere from 60 to 90, um, I guess, uh, complaints about Tom Girardi and his his legal license and everything right. was being ignored. So finally, at the end of I the day- I love that his 40% wasn't enough. He yeah. had to take 100%. Well, <laughs> the shitty thing that he Allegedly. would do is he would, <laughs> these people would win the case, you know, these victims would win the case. And then he would, he would come to them as a friend, as a mentor and say, listen, you don't really know much about money. You've never had money before. These are millions of dollars. Let me protect you. Let me invest this money and I'll send you the dividend every month or so, right. and then all of a sudden, what dividend? And when they started to get curious, and then it's two weeks late, the check, and then two months late, and then it never comes. And then these people are like, wait a minute, what's going on? And as they hire their own attorneys to investigate him, they find out that this guy, the money's gone, and he never had intention of paying them. So, I mean, it's, it's you know, what do they call that when you're screwed twice? So that's what he Screwed would do. Twice. He would screw you Screwed twice. twice. You know? Yeah. You know, and when when it's a lousy lay to begin with, so isn't once enough? <laughs> no, and he was telling <laughs> you know them what I mean? they were high interest accounts and he said that he was going to help them yeah. make 6% or more back on their money. Oh, yeah, sure. But now, it's another Ponzi right. scheme. Yeah, and now that's not even the question anymore. Like now he's all of a sudden been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and- Oh, conveniently. Early, so I forgot. Right, early dementia. And then as soon as they said- you know, we're taking over your assets, we're liquidating everything. The house was burglarized that same week. Um, so there are so many things that people are questioning, but now one of the biggest questions is, what did Erica know, if anything? Does she know anything? Does she have any money anywhere? And they just revealed that Girardi Keese, Tom Girardi's firm, transferred anywhere between 20 to $25 million into Erica's company, Pretty Mess Inc. or EJ Global, one of the two. So there was money being moved around, but we're watching on the show, Erica, and it comes on tonight, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but we're watching on the show where Erica is like, I didn't know anything. Only Tom knows. I don't, he doesn't talk to me. He's very dismissive. He's narcissistic. I can't ask him questions. That's been our relationship for forever. But people, wow. it's, everybody's well, like, hello, that, that, that all says that a money lot right there. One, I know where the money went. So oh, where did the money this go? Is, this is an exclusive. So get ready. Oh God! It went to her glam squad. <laughs> Forty thousand a month for glam? What the hell? Oh is please, that? that queen! I can't with that. You know, traveling them all over the world, and then I mean, look, she looks great. No, I'll give them that. But oh come on with those guys. That's too much. Forty thousand a month. You know what I could do with forty thousand a month? Yeah, I get my. Well, he. You can see he look had pretty his damn lips good. Done. Yeah, you can live pretty damn good with forty thousand a month. Yeah, well, she should have increased it. <laughs> my drink's getting low, so we'll be right back. 
Um, I realize we never we never talked about his cocktail. Oh yes, by the way, I so, made you a special cocktail. So you know, each each show we uh, Joey fashions a cocktail based on our guest. So take it away, because Joey. you 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 usually when you order, what are you having? I'll have a Manhattan. I'll take Manhattan. So I did the song. I'll take Manhattan. The drink is called the Bronx and Staten Island too. It's a song by Rogers and Hart. Uh, it's an old song back from the 30s or 40s, but it's a it's a classic song. And so I made a classic, Manhattan. And that's for you. Hey. And that's with the cherry. So usually you can do it. You can also do a twist, but since it's a classic, which comes with the cherry, a little bit of sweet vermouth, a spray of bitters, and then um, Maker's Mark, the best uh, bourbon. So cheers to you, babe. Hey, cheers. You know, the sad part is I know how to drink the Manhattan. It's my favorite drink, and I appreciate that. But the only kind of drink I know how to make would be a Tito's soda. So it's really unfortunate. <laughs> I have to get this down. <laughs> well, okay. Well, this recipe is easy and it, it, it's on our, it's, it'll be on our site. So it tell you how to do it simply. And then you can always make it for yourself at around five o'clock in the afternoon when it's Manhattan time. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> no matter where you are. Ellen, are you Bitters not a Manhattan right. fan? I am not a Manhattan no. fan. Too bitter. But no, you you want to really get nauseated? You know what kind of bourbon he does like? Oh. Peanut butter bourbon. Ooh. I mean, even just You say ooh, but until you taste it. I don't like bourbon at all until I taste it. And I was like, oh. Peanut butter bourbon. By the way, it's very popular now among what, bourbon people. What, what 12-year-olds? <laughs> no. just I was introduced. I was introduced to it at the St. Regis. Thank you very much. <laughs> and well, there you go. Okay, well, there you go. No wonder they went out of business. They're not out of no business. I'm kidding. It's a joke. They're going to sue you. They're oh, not out of business. No, why, They're the best hotel me? chain in the world, so they don't sue us. No, I thought you said something else. I said St. Regis Philbin. St. Regis Philbin. That's out of business. This is, no. by the way, well, this he is, is what out it's of like at their, when they're not on a podcast. It's it's this times like 100 at their dinner parties. I just want to say that really quick. This is like this is like a toned down version. And in real life, you guys are like this on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell your viewers they can, they're welcome at, our, at my house for dinner anytime. Don't say that. Just let you me know. You don't know what bus is going to pull up. <laughs> what is that line? It be an what air is that bus? line down the block on Switzerland? I know. Search? Seriously. As long as it's an Airbus, it's okay. No Greyhounds, please. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> they're bougie. Yeah, they're way. <laughs> we thought because of your channel and what you cover that we'd have a little fun thing to do today. And we would do a little pop culture review, the 2021 edition. Uh-oh. And go over <laughs> some of our favorite books, movies, TV shows so far in 2021. All right. Is that something you can come up with in your head, or did you put a list together by any chance? No, I can come up with it in my head. Okay. Good. Uh, Joey, do you want to pick one of yours, and we can, we'll, we'll, one and then of what, we'll go from there? One of my favorite TV shows? Uh, favorite, anything off your list. Okay, well, I just got hooked on a new uh, reality show with Julia Hart. Have you heard of it? Why are My we not Unorthodox surprised? Life. Yes. It's <laughs> really fun. And you know what's fun about it is that you like every person in it. She's great. Uh, her assistant is hilarious. Her kids are great. And it's just, it's a, you know the story, right? You know what it's all about? She's the owner of, or owner or CEO of this major modeling company, right? Is it IMG? Well, she's, she's a fashion, yeah, she's a fashion mogul. And it started with, she started with, uh, her husband owned La Perla. And then she took over La Perla and then turned it 
into made it huge, and now she has um, a big fashion modeling conglomerate that's just about to go public, and she heads it. And it's uh, Elite, it's called, and it's in Manhattan. And she's she's really smart, very very funny. And she was an Orthodox seven years ago. She was an Orthodox um, Jewish wife, and she lived in. Muncie, I think it is, in, in New York, outside of Manhattan, which is a very uh, orthodox community. And so they lived that life. She wore the wig. She wasn't able to show any skin on her body. You know, she had all of those rules. And, you know, and her family was very, very orthodox and very strict. And then she w- woke up one day and she says, I'm, I'm done with this. I want to live my life differently. Moved to New York and completely changed everything and left, uh, you know, left the lifestyle, left the whole religion and this is now her children are following in her footsteps. They're, le- they're leaving the religion. And it's now this starting new and building a whole life in New York outside of the Orthodox religion. And it's really a clever show, and it's really good. And everybody in it is, is likable. And that's, you know, that's it's fun to watch. I even saw in the trailer, um, because I just saw, I haven't seen an episode yet. I saw the trailer yesterday when I was looking for something to watch. Watch it. And I saw where the daughter was like, you know, mom, because I'm bi or whatever. And she's like, no, not whatever. You're bi. Just own it. It's like, yeah. What is happening? I know. It's so great. And I mean, yeah, you'll like it. I won't even tell you much more because Alan's looking at me like, all right, hurry up already. You're talking too much. (laughs) Wait, I want to hear. I want to hear Alan's favorite show that's on now. You know what I did love is Dead to Me with Christina Applegate. (sighs) Did you watch that? I love that one, too. It was hysterical, and I thought she was brilliant in it. Uh, it really showed sort of her talent, and it was just one of those fun, kind of goofy shows, and it would make you laugh out loud. So that would be one of my favorite TV shows. On the movie side, I just saw A Quiet Place 2, which I loved. I actually thought in some ways it was better than the first one. I haven't seen A Quiet Place so. 2 yet. Um, I really loved the first one, though. Yeah, you'll love the second one. Because, you know, the second ones can always be, oh, now they're going to just cash in. But this wasn't the case. They they did an unbelievable job in the second one. It's just as good, maybe better. You know, when I think of TV shows, sometimes it's so nice to get out of, like, if I were to say my favorite show or one of my favorite shows um, that I've watched over the past year, it would have been like a reality TV show like Bling Empire or something like that, where you see a different culture and like the rich Asians that live in crazy yeah, in Beverly Hills. And oh, like, no, that other yeah, one. well, crazy yeah. rich Asians. That's why they decided to come up with this reality show and it sh- showcased. Show. Right. But if I want to talk about shows that are not reality TV, I have to say I've had conversations with a lot of my friends and there's one person who a lot of people sleep on and that's Reese Witherspoon. Like they don't give her enough credit because she has this, she it's her production company, right? Maybe you two would know this, that right. she yes. has um, big little lies and then little fires everywhere. Her production company is producing a lot of great things. It's a very active company. right? And it's producing, you know, massive amounts of things for, for everybody. I mean, she has good taste and people like her and, uh, you know, they've they've done an unbelievable job. And I love the fact that she puts herself in the shows, too, only because I, I think she's very enjoyable to watch. But one thing that is important, I would say, if I'm watching a show that's not reality, because we can all guess what's going to happen with that. You know, what she does so well is you're, you even if you think you're going to be able to predict the ending with her shows, you're not. 
they and she does a lot of that right. what is it called i guess maybe alan would know this joey you might know it too where they start off the beginning of a show with the ending and then they show you throughout the whole season how we actually got there well they flash back and tell the story yeah i mean a lot of people do that it's just it's a it's a literary device or a filmic device you know that people use all the time yeah but you know she produces a lot of things that she's not in they're, they're producing a lot of television and she's not in all of it she's a monster she doesn't stop i love it no she doesn't stop and i think she does it all with a smile so it's really nice there's a show i don't know if it's i think it's on hulu or it's on netflix and every night before we go to bed i'm like i'm very different than jason and what we like if i'm not watching reality tv i'm watching like wives with knives how did i get away with murdering my husband murder in the heartland it's like all investigates and jason's like i can't watch this shit it's depressing before i go to bed i can't watch like a bunch of people murdering each other and like no it's great let's we'll we'll watch it and you love all those investigative and crime and true true crime oh i love those and anything that's like are you watching 2020 then every week to see they're, they're very dramatic portrayal of oh crimes. yeah yeah those get sometimes it gets a, the dramatic portrayal sometimes get me and i'm like oh, okay i mean they used to be our serious news show now it's all high drama everything is like and then guess what happened it's so dramatic it, i can't watch it yeah anymore. the voiceovers too but no now i end up going to bed and there's this show again i don't know if it's on netflix or hulu it's called elite and they speak in spanish the whole time but not it's like spain spanish so it has sort of the lith at the end of it. Castilian. 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 Spanish. Oh, okay. Yes. Thank you. I didn't know that. Castilian Spanish. Castilian. Castilian. Oh, Castilian Spanish. <laughs> so when I go to bed, I feel like I'm waking up and I like know what I'm saying. I'm like, and Jason's like, good morning. I'm like, buenos dias. And he's like, no, okay. <laughs> you know, but I feel like I'm learning something. I'm picking up. It's good. And just like at first I was very resistant to it, but now I'm like, okay, we'll watch Elite. It's great. Andrew gets mad because I love watching the airplane crash uh, uh, shows. It's one show called Mayday. It's on. Um, uh, I forget the name. I actually the like those shows. Yeah. Airplane crash. And shows. they tell you what. Ha- yeah, and it, they they show you the they reenact the plane crash or they show you actual footage of plane crashes. Then they try and fi- then they figure it out what happened and you take the journey on how it, you know how it crashed and why it crashed. It's another show called Why Planes Crash. Why would you do that? So then? I watch. You fly. You guys fly I don't everywhere. Know. I know, and then. It, and he flew this morning. He's on a plane right now. And uh, I, I had it on last night. He's like, really? Really? <laughs> I said, well, that's good luck. That. Well, whatever. Well, you know what's funny? <laughs> I published three books by one of my clients, Malcolm McPherson, who unfortunately is no longer with us after. Died in a plane crash. No, but he did three books called The Black Box. One was called, I think, Airplane Disasters, but two of them were the black box. And he got the transcripts for all these black box crashes and he prints them out and they're like reading little horror stories. And you know what's interesting is the books sold really well at the airports. And Interesting. with a little research, they found that people thought if they were reading about the crashes, then their plane wouldn't crash. <laughs> well, that's like, yeah, I'm gonna sit next to a nun. <laughs> you know, or oh, thank God there's a priest on board, you know. Helen but- Reddy. <laughs> yeah, in Airport 75. Airport 75. That's actually interesting, though. That's pretty fascinating <laughs> to think that people would believe or think if I'm reading or watching something that yeah. has to do with the plane crash, then my plane then won't, won't crash. Well, superstitions are crazy things. I mean, really crazy things. You know, don't walk under a ladder if a black crack crosses the street. Crosses the street. You know, everybody's got some superstition, but there are some stupid stitions too. Yeah. I'm gonna sit next to a nun. What if that nun just robbed the church? She's going With down. With all the shit that comes out about, and I'm sitting next yeah, to her. I don't. You don't trust nobody <laughs> really? anymore. 
even if they're wearing the right. nun outfit. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. If a nun was sitting next to you, she'd be asking to change her seat rather soon. <laughs> I'm telling you guys again, back to the dinner parties. All right, just come to the dinner party and you'll yeah, get it. Yeah, the dinner parties are on steroids. Salut! <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. Hang tight. We'll be right back. I'm curious, and this might be off topic just a little bit, but do you, either one of you, have an opinion? And I always ask everybody this. If I, do we have an yes. opinion? Hello. <laughs> I'm asking the wrong two guys. <laughs> um, you know, we spend so much money on space exploration, right? But we have the sea mm-hmm. right here that we don't know that much about, right? We know a little bit and we know certain things, but we don't know a whole lot about right. it. Do you find it interesting that we spend billions of dollars to go to space when we don't, you know, explore as much as we could when it comes to the ocean? Or do you feel like I'm totally wrong and, you know, we've done enough exploring for the ocean? No, in fact, you know, most of the oceans are unmapped still. Uh, And we don't have, yes, you're right, because of course we don't have equipment and we don't have things that can go into the deepest parts of the ocean. I think people feel that the ocean is already being explored so it doesn't feel like the new place to go it feels like the old place to go and space of course since uh the government has stopped funding that they feel like if we're going to do anything there that it has to be funded uh privately it's a little depressing how it's done because you now have three massive billionaires chasing space uh for different reasons and of course, if they had just put their money together, they could have each spent a third as much and still gotten to the same place. But their egos won't allow it. They have to beat the next one. The, the idea that they're all going up into space for the first time within, what, a month of each other is just sort of silly. I think it's strange that that kind of money is being spent on space separately because they all they each had to fund research they each had to test jets they each had to so they're spending massive amounts of money when they could have just shared that i was about to say really quick though i did it i had a conversation there's this girl she looks like a barbie doll literally her name's ocean ocean ramsey and she um she goes around and swims with great white sharks trying to prove that you know they're not monsters and we shouldn't be afraid of great whites so she swims next to them rubs their bellies all kinds of stuff but in this conversation she was telling me that there is an a second ocean that was discovered that is within the crust of the like earth so there's you go through the ocean and then there's like this little hole into a whole new body of ocean And it just makes me, I don't know. I know we're getting off topic, but it's just fascinating. I feel like there's so much right here that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. And I'm all for exploration. So whatever is going to, and there is so much to, and you know, think of the treasures alone that are that are lying in the bottom of the sea. I mean, and look how long it took us to... to... Yeah, that's more exciting for me, to yeah. go find some of those old things. Even, you know, with the, the Titanic and all that, I found fi- fascinating when they yeah. finally sent cameras down and you could see it. There's, there's just something sort of strange about looking back at those. Ancestry mm-hmm. DNA um, kit. Thank you so much, Ellen DeGeneres Show. Um, I got one of those for the 12 days of Christmas and I found out that I had a, a relative that died on the Titanic. Wow, that's oh, interesting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. His name was oh, his name was cool. Tito something. He was at the bottom of the ship because he was one of the workers, like the lowest of the low workers. But I was going to say, well, that it may have been steerage. Yeah, yeah. more than steerage. <laughs> he was a worker. Oh. Yeah. 
shoveling coal. He stuck yeah, he got there. stuck down there and he died. But great, 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 mm. great Uncle Tito. I just mentioned you now. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, let's have a drink to yeah. Tito. Oh, are oh. you drinking Tito's? Yeah, Tito's. Hey, <laughs> there Tito you go. Tito. Tito's, Tito's for Tito. Tito's for Tito Keke. I like that. <laughs> so what's next for you? If it's Joey, then it's going to be another cocktail. Or are you talking to me? No, for you. <laughs> I'm talking, yeah. I know what's next for him. <laughs> Shut up, Adam. <laughs> um, what, what's next for you? What, what's, what are your plans? What do you got going? So as far as interviews, I always try to book my interviews at the very beginning of the month and try to see who I have coming on. But I just did this interview that kind of, it got a lot of traction. We had over, I think it was 25 million views um, on different wow. outlets spread across. And it was with this yeah. um, woman, Fallon Gobadia, whose husband left her for one of her cast members, blah, blah, blah. Um, but now I've been in talks with Kathy Hilton. So I'm just trying to land an in-person interview back and forth. She keeps on telling me, I, I swear this feels like the devil wears Prada. This woman who I think she's hilarious on the show, Paris Hilton's mom, we all know who she is, hilarious on the show. She has so much money, but she's like, Oh, Adam, I would love to just talk to Patrick. Who's Patrick? <laughs> so then I'm like looking and I'm looking at, you know, her followers and who she's following. I'm trying to look for Patrick. There's like 50 Patricks. I'm like, there has to be a better way to do this. So then I messaged her and I tried to like trick the system here. And I was like, hey, Kathy, um, I just wanted to say I, I reached out to Patrick. No response. Is there a better email that I can reach you know, reach Patrick at, you know, hoping that that would work. And then she just messaged me an email the other day and said, I would love to do um, an interview, but now I'm trying to see if I can't do a sit down one because I love those a lot more than Zoom um, in Beverly Hills. And I would love to come back to Los Angeles just for one of Joey's dinner parties and to have that conversation. Um, well, and then great. she asked you, who is Patrick? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> She's like, who's Patrick? Why do you want to? Yeah, email? She, I, she she probably would. <laughs> well, I, I, I might be able to help you out there. Oh, I like that. Hey, thank you. Um, You're but welcome. no, you know that I'm, I'm just going to continue on focusing on my interviews in the YouTube world. They have different like reward situations. So when you hit 100,000 subscribers, which I'm at 65,000 now um when you hit 100,000 you get the silver plaque for youtube when you hit 500,000 you get a gold million so on so forth they have different rewards but right, right now my biggest focus is to hit that $100,000 or 100,000 subscriber mark because with the higher subscriber count the more money you make and what people don't right. realize is this is that this algorithm can make you so much money you make per 1000 views anywhere between 10 and $25 per 1000 views and when your channel starts making anywhere from 1.5 to 3 million views a month, your money starts changing significantly, you know? So right. the the whole goal here is growth and continuing to grow. But while doing so, I think learning, getting better at it, and trying to figure out what's next after YouTube. I just finished my one well, year. And I think- Well, maybe nothing and, and if with, YouTube and continues And with great congratulations like and, and good luck to you, but I think you also have to realize that you have a responsibility too with your, with your content and what you look and what you put forward. I think that that's also important. You know, a lot of people just hear that, what you said, and oh, I could make money fast and I could do this and I could do that. And they forget that there's a responsibility of the content that they put forward. And I think, you know, I think it's important to, to also say no, that. No, it, it definitely. And I agree with you. And, you know, also I, I get stopped in my tracks when I have these conversations sometimes because the way I make it sound is like I make it sound like it's so easy. It's not easy. 
I, I've done over, I think at this point, 900 videos in one year. Um, and the videos, you know, like, it's just like a podcast. It takes so much time and energy to kind of do that and make sure that you get it done and it gets done right. But it doesn't mean you can do 900 videos and it doesn't mean that people are necessarily going to like you or want to watch those videos. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and, and one last thing about that before we go, I, I just want to say, you know, do any of these people think twice before they sign up for these shows, knowing that they've got all these skeletons in their closet? Because these are some serious skeletons. It's like a biology class. No joke. I mean, they are skeletons. I know Alan probably doesn't know who this is, but I feel like you will, Joey. Tamara Judge said this from Orange County Housewives. And she said, it takes a special kind of idiot to do reality TV, right? But it takes a real <laughs> special kind of idiot to do reality TV, knowing that you're you're engaging that you're in an idiot. criminal activities. How are you yeah. doing a telemarket? You're a part of a telemarketing fraud ring that is screwing over hundreds of people and you are still continuing to put your money and flaunt your wealth out there. Like it makes no sense. And it's all across the board. Teresa Judice got, did it and they got caught, yep. you know, Jen Shaw, mm -hmm. Erica Girardi, they have their own problems. It's one thing after another. And now it's making a lot of these attorneys want to do deep dives into these housewives lives because they're like, wait a minute, you said you had how much? Well, that's not how much was reported to the IRS or people. Oh, I know. It sounds mess. like our past president. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know what? That's that's ego. They're not happy with just having a lot of money. They want to have fame. And you know, you get to the south of France and places where all these people who have money and they have massive amounts of money. Nobody knows who they are, and they want to be famous because they're not happy just being rich. They want to be known. Yeah, I would just be happy being rich. <laughs> like I, yeah, you can go off and not have everybody prying into your life or bothering you, and you can go have a good yeah, time. Nobody, yep, I don't need to dance on top of I don't want to keep up with the Joneses or the Kardashians. I would just like to, you know, have a nice little... Keep up with yourself. Keep up with yourself. Yeah. I love you, and I'm really proud of you, so give my love to Jason, Thanks, too. Adam. Definitely. Thank you, guys. And tell Andrew I said hello. Thanks for coming on. to you guys soon. All right, All right I will. Be well. Well, I'm not surprised, but Adam, as Adam is, was a lot of fun. Don't you think? Maybe you could get your lips out of the glass. I, and <laughs> I was sipping my drink. I was having a drink. Yeah, uh, he, he was great. I mean, he, he, I'm so, I, I, to be honest with you, I've known Adam so long, and this that he's doing, I'm so proud of him. I cannot believe how quickly he's built it. That's fantastic. Yeah, because he's cute, he's funny, he's smart, he's witty, and he's interesting because he's interested. Okay, I hate him already. <laughs> <laughs> let the boy have his, let the boy have No, his you know, we, I love them. Red. And they've been nothing but, well, it's too bad they, they're not what, here. What, 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 well, his partner, trans? his partner. Oh. He's a they. He's non-binary, maybe. Oh, whatever. I'm afraid to say anything. I'm, so, I'm afraid to say anything <laughs> these a days. Lot of He's a they, as far as I know. Okay, yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about? Anyway, thank you, um, Adam. It was a great time today. We appreciate And it. thank you, listeners. And Come thank back. You listeners. Please share listeners. the podcast. Drive this is the most important thing you can do. Share the podcast. Tell your friends. If you hate them, send them our podcast. You remember how people used to send shitty flowers, like dead flowers? Just send them our podcast. <laughs> Say subscribe to this. You'll love it. And we'll talk at you soon. We'll talk at you soon. To 
Two Guys from Hollywood is hosted, created, and produced by Alan Nevins and Joey Santos. Produced by Lauren Boone. Edited by Marissa Ewing. Music by Luca. Executive produced by Dan Patrick. It is also executive produced by Paul Anderson and Nick Panella for Workhouse Media. This podcast is a production of Renaissance Literary and Talent and Dan Patrick Productions in association with Workhouse Media. Two Guys from Hollywood is a production of iHeartRadio and the Dan Patrick Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.